It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. And welcome to Cheap Talk, your cheap trick podcast. I'm Ken Mills, and as always, I'm joined by BJ. Hi, BJ. Hello there. How are you this fine day? I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Well, we just had Memorial Day here in the States, and we're looking back at the last year and everything, and... Last fall, in 2014, KISS did their annual KISS cruise, and if you're a KISS fan, you know all about that. And if you're a Cheap Trick fan, that may be of some interest to you, right, BJ? Right, because Cheap Trick played the uh, Sail Away show. For KISS fans, I think that Cheap Trick holds a special place. Do you agree, BJ? Yeah, for a lot of KISS fans, I think, yeah. I agree with you, BJ, that a lot of KISS fans from back in the 70s remember that golden time when cheap trick and kiss toured together and it really is somewhat of a dream touring combination in my mind what about you yeah i think one of the big similarities between the two bands is that beyond just the music they took the the concept of being a band and made that its own art form you know and there's just so much to appreciate about both bands even if you're not even listening to their music there's so much more going on there Mm-hmm. And I think they're two bands that were uh, different from most other bands in that way, which I think resulted in such a devoted following. And then there's the weird thing where they both had three studio albums that really didn't go anywhere, and then a live album that took off. And <laughs> Yeah, right. It's just, Plus, there's a lot of personality in the band, four distinct personalities. And then there's the, the factor of the you-got-shit-for-liking-them factor at some point. Uh, that to me, you know, anytime somebody told me that I shouldn't like something, it just, you know, made me like them even more. So, <laughs> and yet, then with both bands, it sort of all came back around in the 90s when they were two of the only 70s, 80s bands that a lot of the alternative rock people still, you know, profess to like. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then they had like a hipness in the 90s that bands like Aerosmith and stuff didn't have quite as much, you know? Yeah. Agreed. And both bands have lost their ways as far as uh, intent at some point, and been at the uh, will of the studio, of of the uh, been at the whims of the record companies in a way, you know, telling them what they want and what they won't put out and so on and so forth, so their, their, their careers really do run a lot of parallels and uh, but to me being that kid reading cream magazine and hearing about kiss and cheap trick playing at the forum in la that was just amazing then you saw those pictures of bunny carlos and paul stanley's boots with that weird wig on and <laughs> yeah robin and tom holding him up and but they're both very theatrical and both uh challenging in some ways to what an idea of a band is. I I really dug what you said earlier. That was right on point. In a world where some people have forgotten how to rock, (whistles) Cheap Trick stars in The Summer Blockbuster Spectacular or Cheap Trick at the Movies. Look, I didn't do it. Five years ago, I had no idea I'd be here. Who are you, anyway? What are you chasing for? I'll, I'll never eat a double cheeseburger before bed again. Really. I'm telling you, I didn't do it. But if 
So today we're going to talk to two KISS fans who became Cheap Trick fans as well. One of them is Joseph Ciambelli, who was on the cruise. Now, whereas Joseph Ciambelli has been a Cheap Trick fan for a very long time, Michael Cavaccini really got turned on to Cheap Trick through our show, The Podkist, and wound up on the KISS cruise and became a big Cheap Trick fan. So much so that he interviewed Robin Zander for us. So that's kind of cool, and we'll be hearing that later in the show. Kind of cool. <laughs> it's very cool. I mean, how often do you get to hear this? Hello, hello, this is Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. This is Josie Mbelli, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. <laughs> Joining us to talk about the Kiss Cruise is Joe Ciambelli. Joe, you got to see Cheap Trick on the Kiss Cruise, correct? Yes, I did, Ken. Tell me a little bit about that. And Did you have a big working knowledge of Cheap Trick going into oh, it? Indeed, indeed. I've seen Trick probably more times than I've had birthdays. And so I was very excited when they said, the uh, you know, if you paid for the extra day, you were going to see Cheap <laughs> Trick. So I was in heaven. Right. So... You know, it was one of those things to where, you know, there's nothing better than being in the middle of the ocean and hearing, ain't that a shame. Oh, there you go. So you're one of those uh, cheap trick kiss kind of guys that uh, that's like a dream team. You know, that's that's sacred ground. That's that's a holy time. Oh, very much so. Very much so. I, uh, I desperately wanted to see them in 79 open for kiss at the Pontiac Silverdome, but... My mom said I was too young to go see the show, so I couldn't go see it. So I didn't get to see Cheap Trick till the early 80s. And then uh, anytime they're around, we go see them. Oh, excellent. So what was the reaction of the predominantly KISS crowd? I would imagine, <laughs> since it's a KISS cruise, it's a predominantly KISS crowd. What was the reaction to seeing the boys there? People were excited. It's, it's, it's like going to camp, and it's, it's the first day of camp, so everybody was in a good mood. <laughs> the alcohol was flowing. <laughs> My wife was excited because she knows, you know, most of the Cheap Trick set list. And uh, we stood out there with a couple of friends of ours who came with us. And we just kind of leaned on the side of the pool and just enjoyed the music. It was a lot of fun. There was a nice breeze going through. The, just the weather was fantastic. So it was a little, you know, it's like a dream come true. You're, you're on vacation and you got one of your favorite bands kind of going with you. Was there any highlight of the set list? I love Dream Police. I'm one of those guys that I could hear it 24-7. You know, it's one of those, my, my sister bought the album, you know, when it came out, and all of a sudden we just got lost in it. So whenever I, uh, whenever they play that song, I, uh, I just, you know, go back to that time. And I actually went and uh, filmed a little bit of it while they were playing, and I sent it to my sister via the internet there on my phone. She was very excited. She was very jealous.
would you like to see Cheap Trick do the Kiss Cruise again? Oh, yes, indeed. I, uh, I would love that. That would be fantastic. I was super excited knowing just that uh, Robin Zander was hanging on the boat mm-hmm. after the rest of the boys left. Did you get to see any of his solo shows? Yeah, I did two of them. Um, and I like the fact, I believe it, and I, I could be wrong on this, but I thought it was his son helping him. Somebody told me it was his son playing guitar with him. I could yeah. be wrong on that. I love the fact that he did not only Cheap Trick songs and his own solo stuff, but he did uh, John Lennon. Um, he did, you know, Jimi Hendrix. He also did uh, Bob Seger. It was one of those yeah. things to Neil where... Neil Young, just so many people. Oh yeah, it was it was so cool. And the nice thing is, it's it's the lounge is at the front of the boat, uh-huh. and you're just sitting there, and he's out there wearing his sparkly suit, and it's like you're just going into a local bar. It's the weirdest thing, but it's the coolest thing at the same time, because you know I'm like, oh, Robin Zander's playing. Let's go sit down. You, know, you run in there real quick. You grab a drink, and all of a sudden he's there, and uh-huh. he performed. He he genuinely looked like he was having a great time. And the crowd loved it. Here's another song by Neil. Yes! And uh, it's kind of apropos for the scene here on the ship. Ready? One, two, three, four.
excellent. Did you get to see Tommy Thayer and Robin perform together? Yep. Yep, that was cool. That crowd was even bigger, and they uh, they definitely bonded together. You could tell those guys love music. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was neat. It was one of those things to where you, you got to pinch yourself just yeah. for a moment because it's so weird. You wish you could freeze time, you know, and just say, oh, I wish I could visit this over and over again. Well, I don't know if we can revisit it over and over again, but I'm going to play some of that right now. This is like the perfect dream team. I mean, as weird as this is going to sound, members of Kiss and Cheap Trick are playing my favorite band, the Beatles. So that 
Yeah, I can see that. And Joe, if you know anything about me, you probably know I love the Beatles. So. Oh, indeed. indeed. And Robin Zander does too, and Tommy Thayer does as well. And I, I thought they sounded really good, and for what seemed like to be a fairly impromptu thing, uh, they they pulled it off. I always think it's neat on the boat when um, people join together. I wish they'd do it more on uh, Kiss Cruise Three. Uh, Tommy came out and played with Night Ranger, mm-hmm. and that was our last night on the boat. And everybody's, you know, dressed in costumes. It's, you know, it's midnight. It's 85 degrees. The breeze is flowing. You, you know, you're holding a beverage, and it's just a party. And you're on the deck, and you're with 3,000 of your best friends. Right. And it's so much fun. So let me ask you this: If there is a cheap trick cruise, would you be down? You know, I would have to say yes. I think it would be very cool. It would actually be something that I would do. Well, excellent. All right. Well, thank you for sharing some of your memories of the Kiss Cruise and uh, Cheap Trick. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you on the Cheap Trick show. Glad to know that I'm not the only Kiss fan. I know that there are tons of us who look at that Cheap Trick Kiss lineup touring kind of thing as, you know, the, the pinnacle of coolness. 1978, baby. All right, Joe. You have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. You were a nice uh, break. I am. uh, My wife has a very large honeydew list. She is staring at me here, and I. uh, I got up early this morning to uh, paint the bathroom, planting, mowing, whatever she wants for Uh the next three days. (laughs) Well, there you go, Joe. Keep cheap tricking, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, sir. Hi, this is Michael Cavaccini, and you're listening to Cheap Talk with Trick Chat. And joining us right now on Cheap Talk, Michael Cavaccini. How are you doing today, sir? Good. How about you, Ken? I'm doing well. I know that you're a longtime podcast listener, and people that know the history of Cheap Talk know that we are from the podcast show. And you are a huge Kiss fan, and you went on the Kiss Cruise... And you saw a really great band. What was that band's name? Cheap Trick. And um, yeah, they were part of the, the you know the headliner basically for the pre-party. So I went on Kiss Cruise three and really enjoyed Night Ranger. So when I heard that Cheap Trick was going to be on the boat this year, uh, this past year, I was really excited because I've heard a lot of Kiss fans talk about how they want Cheap Trick and Kiss to tour together again. So oh, yeah. I wanted to see what all the hubbub was about, and was very excited to see them. To me, that's my uh, dream tour again. You know what I mean? Yeah. 1978 all over again. It works for me. So you were impressed. What What was it that impressed you about Cheap Trick? What made them stand out? A couple things. I mean, first, uh, you know, Rick Nielsen, he was just over the top and cool. And he was just, you know, very, like, quirky. He was just out there with changing guitars every song. And each guitar got more over the top as they went. Um, and even just the way he throws guitar picks was really interesting. Instead of like throwing them like Gene does, where it's you know, kind of uh, almost like a, a pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like you know overhanded kind of a deal. Yeah. He he just kind of chucks them up into the air, and it's like wherever they land, they land. And he was like getting people all the way on the upper deck oh, from yeah. the stage, which was on the pool deck. So he he was really good with his guitar picks. And at the end, he just threw a ton of them out. So it was very cool. <laughs> There's actually a photo of of some that someone did a little photoshop with and it was like 
me at a cheap trick concert and it has all these guitar picks stuck in the guy's head like they're ingrained like shrapnel it's hilarious i'll have to send that to you basically you've been you've become a cheap trick fan now yeah i mean i really enjoyed the cheap tricks show and then robin zander stuck on the boat uh to do three acoustic shows I attended the first one. I couldn't attend the other two because the way they schedule some of those things, it's really tough to you know, be at everything you want to be at. I went to his first acoustic show and was really impressed. I thought both at the Cheap Trick show and his acoustic show, he had a great voice. Uh, he had a cool look with uh, you know, his hat and leather yeah. jacket and everything. And um, for his acoustic show, he brought out his, his son and his daughter. And it was cool because Tommy and Eric were sitting in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really neat to be like at a Robin Zander show with two members of KISS in right. the crowd with you. I mean, it was really kind of a surreal moment. So I uh, really enjoyed it, but I didn't get a chance to meet Robin while I was on the boat because people were just swarming him. So I thought, uh, you know, I saw he was coming to New York to BB King's and that you could do like a meet and greet and it was really affordable compared to other meet and greets. And I thought, what the heck? I'll go see him again and uh, meet him after the show. Excellent. Now yeah. you didn't get a chance to see the uh, the the Robin Zander shows on the Kiss Cruise that had Tommy Thayer joining him on stage and singing Beatles songs, did you? No, of course. The one that I couldn't uh, you know make it to, the Tommy not only was at the show but he was part of it. So um, I did miss that, unfortunately. I did see Tommy play guitar with Pat Travers, but I didn't get to see him uh, you know uh, sing and perform with Robin, unfortunately. Well, here is a clip of Tommy Thera of Kiss and Robin Zander doing some very cool Beatles songs. You want another one? Oh. 
Michael, that sounded really good. Uh, you were you were lucky to see a lot of great bands on that Kiss Cruise, and now, uh, for the part of our story, you decided to interview Robin Zander. When I met Robin after his performance at BB King's in New York, I you know I was thinking to myself as as I was waiting in line, I need to ask him when I'm next to him if I can interview him. So I knew I only had a few seconds to work with, 
but I've interviewed you know Paul Stanley. Uh-huh. I've interviewed John Oates from Hall and Oates, Jack Blades from Night Ranger, uh, guys from Foreigner, Sticks, Journey, etc. So I thought maybe I could drop some names and convince him to say yes. So when I met Robin, I sat down and I said, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's, I'm a reporter, and I've interviewed members of Journey, Sticks, Foreigner, Kiss, etc., and asked him if he would be interested in doing an interview with me as well. And Robin said, sure, are you free tomorrow? And, uh, yeah, sure. And he pointed me to one of his guys who I should connect with, so I spoke with him. Uh, we set it up, and the next day I was able to interview him. So it just kind of made it happen real quick. Um, and obviously you can were really helpful because I needed to come up with some really uh, good questions for him. Uh, so I had to turn to people who were far better experts on Cheap Trick and Robin Zander than myself. And you knew I was such a Cheap Trick nerd that I was, boom, here's 20 questions right away. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to come off as an idiot. So uh, no, no. you, you helped you know, make that better. Well, it's so this is our first interview with an actual member of Cheap Trick. And we are deputizing you both for the Cheap Talk Show. I'm deputizing you for our Zilch Monkeys podcast. And I'm also deputizing you for the podcast. So you are a roving reporter for us. So anything you want to do and we can air it, we will. Very cool. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for getting this interview. So let's all sit back and listen to Robin Zander. Hello? Hello. Hi, Robin. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Uh, just warming up here for the show. Awesome. Well, thank you for squeezing me in. I really appreciate it. And it was uh, great seeing your problem. show last night. Uh, did an awesome job. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. You know, we, we, we're a little loose, but we like to have a lot of fun. So That's... I hope that uh, brought back some memories for you. Yeah, that's what it's about. And actually, I wanted to kick it off by talking about the first time I saw you. I saw you guys, uh, well, Cheap Trick, actually, the first time was on the Kiss Cruise just a few months ago. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, How about you? What was that like, performing for such like a rabid group of Kiss fans uh, on a boat at sea? Well, actually, you know, Kiss gave us Cheap Trick, our, our first big tour, mm. which was um, in 1976 and 1977. And uh, so, you know, it, it's sort of like we're, uh, they're our older brothers in a way, you know, we, Gene, I refer to him as Uncle Gene. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, kids, they're all right. They're, they're good guys, and they invited us to do it. So it's like, sure, we'll do it. Very cool. And then you got to do your acoustic sets, too, where um, you're performing with your, your son and your daughter, and those are terrific. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun, and uh, they enjoyed it, too. And I, that's only the second cruise I've ever been on. I'm not kind of a cruise guy or anything. Mm. It was kind of fun. Very cool. And I have another question for you. Um, what was it like working with Jack Blades on anything for you for his Rock and Roll Ride album? I thought that was a terrific song, very Beatles-esque. So when I heard that you were part of it after the fact, it, it made more sense why it had that Beatles influence. Well, he had this, uh, he had these verses without a chorus. Mm-hmm. And I have to be at his house a weird, weird time. I just forget why I was even there. But, um, and I heard it, and I said, well, I've got this chorus, and, I'm, you know, let's, let's do it with that chorus in mind. Mm-hmm. So I just went, he's got a studio there. We went to the studio, and uh, we put that chorus right into the song. That was that, was that easy. <laughs> Very cool. 
you know, I've known Jack a long time. And it's pretty easy to work with Jack. Yeah, he's a brilliant guy. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, you're doing your show tonight with the Robin Zander Band. What's the difference for you when it comes to touring and performing with Cheap Trick versus the Robin Zander Band? So what's like... Well, the biggest difference no. is that Cheap Trick does the original material. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, we do a cover song. The yeah. Robin Zander Band does every song under the sun that anybody and everybody's done, including ourselves. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really cool because we get... we. You know, started out, uh, we're about the same age. Uh, we know, you know, we've been in garage bands that learned all these songs way back when, so it's easy for us to put them together. Very cool. Um, and I guess when it comes to Cheap Trick, how important is it for you to make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, I don't know. It, it would be cool if we were in, but I, if we never make it in there, uh, or after I die or something, then somebody says, yeah, now you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, it's really not a, it's not a deal breaker for us. You know, Cheap Trick has been around for over 40 years. We we could really, you know, it doesn't matter, put it that way. <laughs> but if they wanted us in there and put us in there, it's, it's cool. It's, you know, it's, a, it's like a feather, another feather in your cap. But the real feather in our cap is we're still a rock band that, you know, goes out and tours and... and we beat the shit out of anybody that uh, that we can. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, you have a passionate fan base. I mean, even for the Robin Zander band, just yesterday, um, you had the those two fans hanging outside the Today Show in the freezing cold, holding up the sign "I want my RZB." What is that like, having such passionate fans? Uh, well, I I really appreciate it. I you know these people have been following us around for years, so you know it's something that uh, motivates a band like ours. You know, if there's nobody to play to, it's a little boring. You can have an audience. And we have to have a great audience. Awesome. And you, Cheap Trick, you guys are going to be touring with Peter Frampton. Uh, what are you most looking forward to about that tour? Oh, it's, it's great. Peter Frampton, you know, of course, uh, you know, it's somebody I always looked up to Humble Pie. They're one of my favorite groups of all time, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Steve Marriott and Peter Frampton and that. That uh, combination was just incredible during those that period of time. Um, it's it's fantastic. You know what can I say about it other than that? <laughs> you have a terrific voice, but uh, a lot of singers who've been singing for as long as you have, um, their voice eventually wears out. But it seems like yours just doesn't. So, what do you do to uh, take care of it? I I lie about my age. <laughs> That works every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. That's funny. Something I want to point out is I see similarities between you and Michael DeBar when it comes to your music and his. Um, have your paths ever crossed during your career? Never. Interesting. With your music being uh, such a part of pop culture, what's the weirdest way that you've ever seen a uh, Cheap Trick song used? Whether it's from a, a movie, TV show, or whatever it may be. Uh, I guess uh, during uh, the pole grinder session, oh. <laughs> <laughs> somehow I want you to want me just to fit, but it happened. <laughs> That's funny. And going back to RZB for a minute, um, you guys are a really tight band. Uh, you really 
perform really well together, great chemistry. Uh, what do you guys see for the future? Are you guys going to, um, I know you do lots of covers and stuff, but would you be doing, would you be up and doing a covers album together or uh, some original material together? What do you imagine for the future? Well, we record all the time. Mm-hmm. We record live all the time. And uh, if we do a record, it'll probably be a live thing. You know, we've, uh, we've, uh, uh, we, we, take, we take it as it comes to it. We don't push the envelope. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to. You know, we just, we play and we record all the time. If somebody wants to offer us a record deal or something like that, then, you know, we'll consider putting it out. Very cool. And uh, speaking of new material, I'm sure Cheap Trick fans are curious. Uh, are you guys working on a follow-up to your last studio album, which was terrific, by the way? Yeah, we're halfway old, uh, done with it. We're going to put it out probably sometime next fall. Um, but we're halfway done with all the material, uh, and it's wrong. It's, it's wild. <laughs> awesome. It's wild. Can't wait to hear it. Um, and I have uh, one more request, if you don't mind, because uh, this is going to air on a, a podcast. So if it's possible, could I have you say something that they could use? Is it like a soundbite? Sure. Okay, if you could say, this is Robin Zander, and you were listening to Cheap Talk, that would be awesome. Hello, hello, this is Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much for making a dream come true for us. You actually got him to say this. Hello, hello. This is Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. That was a thrill of a lifetime for us. Uh, We're just a a bunch of fans, and I'm so glad out of the Kiss Cruise that you got to become a Cheap Trick fan. There's so much good music and so much history, Cheap Trick history, that you can uh, check out. And if you need any pointers on what to listen to or what to snag, let me know, and I will help you out, sir. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, they've got a, a nice catalog and um, of music, and looking forward to the future music that they produce as well. Absolutely. Now, remember, uh, surrender, but don't give yourself away. (laughs) Thank you, Michael, for being on our show. Thank you, Ken. Recruiting all these 
say the only thing that was disappointing for me about the kiss reunion tour were the opening bands mm-hmm. and can you imagine how great it would have been <clears throat> if kiss had taken cheap trick out on that reunion tour as their opener i think it would have been amazing i think that it would have been the dream team that everybody had kind of hoped it would have really taken you back about as good as you could have gotten to 1978 again yeah, it would have been the exact kind of thing that they should have done, but Kiss got bogged down in that 90s alternative thing, and they had all these stupid bands. I mean, when I saw them in Madison, they had this band called Outhouse that no one ever heard of before or since. Well, that's because uh, that's where them. the band got started just, and stayed, probably, So with a name like that. Just because they were like an alternative band that, mm-hmm. I guess, got signed to a major label for five minutes, but... You know, they had different bands in every city, and a lot of them were bands like that, and it just didn't make a whole lot of sense at all. But yeah, I for... guess they kind of gave in to the time period and tried to... I guess they thought that they would maintain some sort of relevance if they had these uh, band, these alternative bands open, but it was a big mistake. Yeah. For every Alice in Change you got opening up for them, you got 15 bands like Econo Crush or whatever the hell they were called, and... 
Outhouse. Wow. This is probably yeah. your last moment of fame, Outhouse. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, and, you know, what was that? 96 uh, would have been a great year for Cheap Trick to get some more exposure like that. You know, it would have been would have been an amazing thing. But. Uh-huh. Could you imagine? And they, they could have had, like, the best of both worlds because Cheap Trick could have hit them with uh, the grunge classic Woke Up With a Monster. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That that always ticks BJ off because some guy on Wikipedia <laughs> keeps saying that Woke Up With a Monster is a grunge album. So I'm just razzing him a little bit. Well... I mean, it, it's no carnival of souls, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. We hope that you got some of those inside jokes. If you're a diehard Cheap Trick fan or a diehard Kiss fan and you're checking this out, there's great music on both sides of it. And uh, we are glad to be here to talk about both of those bands, and especially here today to talk about Cheap Trick. I'm just realizing Outhouse was a great band name to highlight my Wisconsin accent. Yeah, Outhouse. It's almost Canadian. <laughs> it's almost Canadian. Half a Version. Is it in a key G? D? 
so before we go, we'd like to say that we are working behind the scenes to try to get a site set up for Cheap Talk itself and maybe get it into its own feed. We're hoping to do that because we want to keep bringing you this cool show and we want to keep bringing you the best in Cheap Trick Talk. So, anything you want to say about that, BJ? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Kinds of dirt. <laughs> Uh, well, once you know, it'll, one one thing that will yield is um, we'll have more of an idea of how many people are listening specifically to Cheap Talk and not just downloading the show because they sub- <coughs> subscribe to podcast or whatever. Right. So let us know that you're out there, and we will let you know where to find us. Keep checking out the Cheap Talk Facebook page. Do a search for us. You'll see us there. And, of course, we still want to uh, let people know about hashtag InductCheapTrick. Do that and uh, spread the news about the guys, how they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if there's going to be one. And we've got a few shows on the planning deck, so anything you'd like to say in closing, sir? And hopefully, from what they were saying a couple months ago, hopefully maybe this summer we'll be able to do an episode about a new Cheap Trick album, but I'm kind of doubting that's going to be happening this summer, but hopefully on the horizon there will be a show about a new album. Yes, that would be awesome. Sadly, one of the things about being a classic band, it's getting harder and harder to get a newer album, so the times they are changing, folks. There's record companies are dying. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. All right, well, not to end on a down note, we wish that you have a great day, and we thank you for listening to us. BJ, thank you for being here, and thank you for being a great part of this show, what a lot of people don't realize, and I'd just like to take this moment out to thank you on air. But there's a lot of times that uh, you really are the wind beneath the wings of this show, so I I think (laughs) you should have the recognition of it. I'm glad that I met you. And on all kidding aside, I know we razz each other sometimes and joke around a lot, but all kidding aside, I really do appreciate you. I'm glad to call you a friend, and I'm really glad I met you through this. Ditto. All right, man. And just for the record, Ken does not have an elephant fetish. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I do not have an elephant fetish, but we do like to have fun with (laughs) pictures of elephants fuck it alright <laughs> should we explain that <laughs> I think it's been explained but maybe <laughs> I, I can't remember if we ever explained it on air I don't know okay it was just a, it was just an uh, a offhand comment you made when we were recording with Dean mm-hmm. maybe the Dream Police episode I design calendars that's one of the jobs that I do and I was doing an elephant calendar and <laughs> on this website that I get my images from for the calendar, there is a lot of s- pictures of elephants screwing that you just, like, why would you upload that to a photo house? You know, it's just, how often do you need to, like, go, I'm going to make a calendar, I need two pictures of elephants screwing, you know, or, <laughs> you know, I'm doing an ad for Viagra, I need two pictures of elephants screwing, so... Anyhow, but uh, BJ loves to take little clips and have fun with them, and I do too. So, well, when you said that, you said something about 
you wouldn't believe how many pictures there are on the internet of elephants fucking. fucking. Then yeah. I, I right away said, can I use that? <laughs> he asked your permission. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't. Stick it at the end. <laughs> I didn't know how you could use that in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> anyway, we like to have fun here. We hope you enjoy our bizarre sense of humor. Because uh, it's, it's good to have fun. Anyway. I hope you keep listening, and, and thank you for being a listener low these many years now. And uh, keep cheap trickin'. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members, past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap trickin'. It's very nice. It's very good. Welcome to my restaurant, BJ. How are you doing? Yeah, because of you and scum. <laughs> you fucking ice hole. No, there's, that's from the, uh, from the Simpsons. What was it? I don't remember. There was a guy, a guy with an Italian accent like that. And he was seating somebody, and he said, uh, "He said, here, I'll sit you over. I'll sit you over here, away from these scum or something." And then uh, <laughs> the other people in the restaurant started muttering, and the Italian guys just like, "Yeah, yeah, cause you know you scum <laughs> or something like that." I really remember. It's hilarious though. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's right. You know you scum. <laughs> And, of course, you do the the best Roman Maroni, I think, of all time. (laughs) Yeah, I watched it too many times. I love that movie. That was one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. I actually, in college, had that on my answer machine, and it it fit almost perfectly before the time ran out for a message. (laughs) Just the whole speech he makes to the committee. Did you say it, or did... No, I had the actual recording of it. Okay, but cool. then my roommate was complaining that people were hanging up because the me- the outgoing message was too long. Because <laughs> it was the whole thing. Yeah, that's cool. Dean, I want, can you can you honestly tell me that you forgot? Forgot the magnetism of Robin Zander or the charisma of Rick Nielsen? That's kid stuff. Kid stuff. Well, how about the tunes? I want you to want me. The dream police. Da, 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 da. Your mama's all right. Your dad is all right. But just seem a little bit weird. Surrender. Can I, can I talk to you for a sec? Well, now, St- Stacy, I'm doing business. Shit, I had a better way of saying that. <laughs> I love what you're doing, though. I love the thought yeah. process. Uh, okay, I could just start over. Okay. I guess, right? Yeah. I, 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 I. Well, do you want to restart? No, that's right. Okay. Take the big breath and push the cart down the hill. Ready? Mm